The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the second half of our interview today on VoiceAmerica.com, the Patricia Raskin Show. I'm Patricia Raskin. Well, we're going to talk about something that I'll tell you is really, really needed. We are talking about the myth. That means the myth, not the, not the real thing, but the myth of multitasking meaning that we're not encouraging multitasking. We're talking about its myth. So if you feel relieved, you should be. We are a nation addicted to a popular, enticing, and dangerously misleading drug called multitasking. My guest, author Dvorak, was once hooked herself. People think they can do more by tackling several tasks at once, and this is an illusion. And Zach tells us this. She has a host of evidence from the field of neuroscience that proves it. She says that our brain is designed to single task. Welcome, Devorah Zach. Thank you for having me. Yes, Devorah is an internationally recognized expert in leadership development and an award-winning author, keynote speaker, consultant, and coach. And she's a CEO of OCC, Only Connecting Consulting which presents leadership programs to organizations in every major sector all over the world. She's the author of three books, and her her newest book is Single Tasking, Get More Done, One Thing at a Time. Interesting. It's interesting, the cover of this book, I have to share with the listeners because the cover, single, it's a purple book, dark purple, so, so listeners, imagine this cover. And then you have this bright yellow, or not so bright yellow, but it's yellow and it's single tasking. And then in deep purple, that's kind of set against the purple cover, it says get more done one thing at a time. So you really have to look, you know, you have to look really carefully to see the get more done with one thing at a time. But it's really important. Well done. And um, thanks for being on the program. It's my pleasure. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about this. Why is multitasking bad for us and our health? (laughs) There's so many reasons, but we'll just start with the fact that multitasking absolutely backfires. So let me just ask our listeners out there who, who say that they like to multitask or they have to multitask or multitasking works for them. My question is, how is it working for you so far? Is it making you more sane, productive, calm, and happy? Or is it really overwhelming you? And really, the fact of the matter is scientifically proven that we are 40% less productive when we attempt to multitask than when we focus on one thing at a time. So mm-hmm. the reason people give for wanting or they think needing to multitask is that they have too much to do. And the reality is if you have a lot to do, multitasking is making you less productive than learning how to refocus your mind on one item or person right. or event at a time. 
So here's my question. How did we get into this? Were we doing this 30, 40 years ago? Is this a new phenomenon? What's happened? It's gotten worse and worse through the years. However, mm. originally, originally, when we started off as uh, humans on this planet, we single-tasked because uh, that is how we survived. When we were hunters and gatherers, we had to give what we were doing our full focus if we wanted to make it through the day. And in fact, our brains remain hardwired to single-task. The human brain is incapable of doing more than one thing at a time. But as we've gotten busier and busier, or at least we have the perception of being busier and busier, we have fallen down the wrong rabbit hole and started trying to do several things at once, which, again, is neurologically impossible. Mm-hmm. So when you single-task, mm-hmm. this means you have to commit to your choice of doing one thing at a time. That means that you can't correct. be distracted, and that's hard for people. It's really, really hard. So I, uh, that's why I introduce a whole bunch of techniques in my book, Single Tasking. I start off by explaining why multitasking is impossible, and what we colloquially uh, refer to as multitasking is actually what the neuroscientists call task switching. So that's the brain rapidly moving back and forth between tasks, which, which um, actually wears down the brain, gray matter in the brain. Um, however, once we get past that point, if people are saying, look, I'm, I'm sold, I want to try and single task, but I can't manage these distractions in my life. So I introduce techniques on how to manage distractions and how to even mitigate them before they occur. And so what are, for, give us a tip there. Oh, so here's, here's an example of a, of a tip. I call it building fences. So let's say you're on a conference call in your office and you get a pop-up message that some colleagues down the hall are going to pick up some Chinese food. What do you want to order? It's almost impossible to ignore an interruption once it occurs. So if you have a lot of auditory dings or visual pings that come up. If you're on a call or uh, you're working on a project and these interrupt you, it takes superhuman strength to ignore them. So building fences is one technique that, um, that I recommend, which is to create a barrier to distractions before they get a chance to show up in your, on your screen and, and interfere with what's going on in your brain. So before you go on a call, turn off your auditory dings, turn off your visual pop-ups, turn away from your computer or hit the blackout. Don't allow them to occur. So when you're on a call, you're absolutely just focused on that call for 20 minutes, for 15 minutes, for half an hour. Mm-hmm. So you just block it. That's right. And, and some yeah, people you say, have oh, to. but I have to be available. Like, I have to, what if it's my boss or what if it's my kids yeah. or what if it's yeah. – um, but the reality is if when you attempt to be everything to everyone all the time, you're, in the end, never fully there for anybody. Yeah. No, I, I really find this. Now, sometimes here's what happens for me is I'm working on, you know, answering emails and developing proposals and letters, which I'm doing a lot. And I'll have three or four things up on the screen, and I'll switch back and forth. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, mm-hmm. or what happens is I have to get another piece of information before I can finish this. Mm-hmm. So I, it, it throws me off. Now, it's still up there on the screen, so I haven't lost it. But I sometimes switch back and forth. What do you mm-hmm. say to that? That is actually reducing your productivity. So really? really focus on one thing at a time. Now, the reason why you or other people might have more than one thing on their computer screen at a time um, might be because you're, you're afraid you'll forget about doing this other task, so you want to leave it up there to remind you. Um, and, and this is another technique. 
um, which is, I call it, if it's on your mind, your mind isn't clear. So as long as you are distracted by afraid you forget something or you create a system that there's, there's two things on your screen, um, instead, just have what I call the parking lot. Have a place where you put other tasks to do, other ideas you just had that might potentially distract you from what your primary focus is at that time, and put them into a parking lot. Put them into a designated place. It might be a piece of, a, might be a post-it note that you know where it is. It might be on your um, smartphone. Put a list of things you also need to do at other times, but you're not going to do right now because currently, for this designated period of time, you're going to focus on your primary task. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you get back to it. And, and people, some people mistakenly think that single tasking means somehow being inefficient or being lethargic or slow or not getting a lot done. In fact, well, I also you, think it's speaking to our culture about the way we listen to people. You know, you're uh, just talking to somebody and your brain is going a mile a minute or you're, or you're thinking about something else. So you're not focusing on what they're saying either. I mean, absolutely. that's the whole other it's the same exactly. thing, though. Mm-hmm. And what you're getting at here is that um, the idea of single tasking, really, it, it takes place on two levels. One is the internal level. Like you said, um, if you're listening to someone, are you distracted thinking about if you uh, turn the light off or if you, what you're going to do for dinner that night? You're, so you're mentally not present. And then the other level is physically. Are you physically not present? Is there external um, distraction going on in your life? So uh, for the first one, for mental distraction, a, a good rule of thumb to keep pulling back to all day long is, it, ask yourself the question, is my mind where my body is? If I'm in a meeting, is my mind in the meeting? If I'm at lunch with a colleague or friend, is that where my mind is? If I'm on a call, is that pull your mind to where your body is? Synchronize your body and mind. Very often, we allow our minds to wander off somewhere else entirely. And that, as you've also said, um, really is hurtful to professional and personal relationships. Yeah. Yes, it is. And uh, and we're, and the other thing is though, the other problem, Devorah, is that everybody's so busy now that you know even just to get an appointment to meet with somebody, it's amazing. Two weeks and or three weeks and. How are people that busy all the time? Yeah, that's right. And it's become kind of a badge of honor. Like, we talk yeah. about how busy it makes us feel, you know, important. But in, in fact, we really, really are busy. And I get that. I run a business. I write books. I speak. I have kids. I mean, I, I fall into the, the demographic of someone who's overwhelmed, right? So it's not like I can't relate to people who are going through this. I'm going through it as well. Like, I'm in touch with that. However, I really have learned through all this research and, and practice and working with my clients, this, these techniques really work. They get you more productive. They calm you down. They improve your quality of life and, and again, in relationships. We, te- we need to become more conscious about what mm-hmm. is in our control because, yeah. Yeah. for example, technology is, is good and has a lot of great functions, but we need to control our technology instead of letting it control us. So we tend to blame our smartphones for interrupting a lunch, for example, (laughs) instead of saying, you know what, I'm in charge, not my smartphone. And I have a little chapter, a little section in the book, a subchapter called, if your phone's so smart, can you teach to heal? And I compare smartphones to puppies, right? Because we all know puppies that are really sweet and well-behaved and puppies that are out of control. And we know it's not the puppy's fault. It's the owners, how the owners train them. So how do you train your smartphone? Is it constantly going off when you're um, talking to someone else? Or do you have it on off or vibrate or mute or put away altogether? Because mm-hmm. we, we've all seen it, and sometimes very often we see people out to lunch or dinner, and everyone's looking down at their phones. It's terrible. We, it's, it's, we're becoming relentlessly disrespectful to the people in front of us. No, I think that's very true. I mean, I know a CEO who gave a workshop for a company with the CEO in the front row working on his computer while she was talking. 
Yes. Yeah. I mean, and that she, is not she actually unusual. went up to his computer and put it down. Yeah. <laughs> and he apologized. I mean, well, that's just, good. I mean, I, okay, so I have two, two things to say about that. Um, one is I want to go back to what you said about people. It's impossible to get a meeting with people. Um, so one thing is to make yourself easy to meet with. So say, yeah. instead of saying I want an hour meeting with you, say I only need 15 minutes of your time. I've been doing that. I've been and doing then that give them the full attention, full focus yep. for 15 minutes, yep. and you will get just as much done, if not more, in 15 minutes than in an hour-long distracted meeting. I agree. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we are talking more to Devorah Zach. She's the author of this great book, Single Tasking, Get More Done, One Thing at a Time. And again, and she's also written a book, Networking for People Who Hate Networking. So she's really out of the box here and really helping us. We'll talk next about cluster tasking and growing our attention span and, you know, saying no and knowing how to say no in a way that doesn't offend people. So, I mean, there's there's a lot more that we're going to talk about here. Um, And we're right here on voiceamerica.com. I'm Patricia Raskin. I'm the Patricia Raskin Show. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Dvorak. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Families today face unique challenges. Marriage, parenting, and family forms have changed a lot in the last century. Family Matters with Dr. Virginia Collin will focus on building and maintaining healthy family relationships. We will discuss marriage, divorce, family mediation, parenting, lifestyles, and mental health. All kinds of family matters. Our show will feature guest experts and your participation, too. You can listen to Family Matters live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Do the adventures of Indiana Jones leave you curious about this exotic and unusual profession? If so, don't miss Indiana Jones, Myth, Reality, and 21st Century Archaeology with Dr. Joseph Schuldenrein. You'll learn about forensics, ancient civilizations, and human origins. Listen to Dr. Schuldenrein and colleagues discuss their excavations and related archaeological topics, ranging from the unique to the sublime, and yes, even the mundane. Indiana Jones, Myth, Reality, and 21st Century Archaeology, live Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Variety. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. are listening to the Patricia Raskin show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com. Now, back to the Patricia Raskin show. Well, hello everyone and welcome back. I'm Patricia Raskin. We are talking to author Deborah Zack, and her book is very well needed. Single tasking, get more done, one thing at a time. Dvorak is the CEO of Only Connect Consulting. She's the author of three books, published globally in as many as 25 languages. Her new book, Single Tasking, Get More Done, One Thing at a Time, uh, is is really focused on helping us do just that. She's an award-winning keynote speaker, consultant, and coach. You can log on to my 
onlyconnect.com. Welcome back, Deborah. Thank you. All right, let's talk about cluster tasking. What is it? So this is a technique I introduced in the book, and um, it's been really successful for a lot of people. Um, so the, the way to use it is think about if there's something during the day, that you, a repetitive task that can, can infiltrate your whole day. For example, for many of us, that's, that's emails and messaging. And we, it can, it can it make us not get done, the big ticket items of our day, because it just is continually popping up. So what I recommend is cluster tasking, and that means pick two or three times during the day that you're going to devote completely to, emailing, and you can't email any other time during the day. So maybe it's right when you get to work, right after lunch, and before you leave. And maybe 30 to 45 minutes each time. So you're still spending plenty of time a day on this task, but you're condensing it. And you'll find that you're much more efficient, that you'll have time for other things. You'll make fewer mistakes because you aren't sending emails when you're also on a phone call. And uh, mm-hmm. you'll get more things done overall. So that's cluster tasking, is combining yeah, I like give, tasks. I want to give you an example. I'm not sure this is an example of it. I think it might be. I do a lot of work late at night. It's just that for some reason, that's when I get a lot of my juices going. So Mm -hmm. sometimes I'm writing emails and proposals at 11 o'clock, midnight, sometimes later. But I don't like to send them then. So what I do is I start late and I'll work on maybe five, six things. And then I get up in the morning, 7, 7, 38, and I send them. And that kind of like there's something about that for me. It's there's a discipline to that. So I don't know if that's what you're talking about, but I know that's one of the things I do. Well, I also recommend um, at the beginning of the day for people to, and this is part of what you're, you're getting at, is to organize their day and just to spend five minutes at the beginning of each day thinking, what am I going to get done today? Maybe getting those initial emails out, like you're saying, and to focus, what are my priorities of the day? And I do that every morning. Well, let me rephrase. I do that almost every morning. And the mornings that I don't because I think I'm too busy are the days I'm the least productive. Mm. So really practice some of these techniques and discipline yourself if you're listening just to try one and you'll start to really notice an impact. Yeah. All right, you talk about growing your attention span. What do you mean? Well, <laughs> the, the average human has an attention span of seven seconds. This is a recent study that came out. The average goldfish has an attention span of eight seconds. So we want to at least bypass the goldfish to become better at focusing our attention <laughs> than a goldfish. So we have lost the ability pay attention in our lives. And this is a real epidemic among uh, young people, students, and some people think they can multitask better than us, but it's not true. Our brains are all more or less the same. And so practice when you're with someone, giving them your full attention. Practice um, outside of work. So practice a hobby, an interest, reading a book, something, a sport, whatever it is, that I call this immersion. Immerse, practice immersing yourself in tasks. And it does not have to, again, be work-related because of what's called elasticity in the brain. So if you practice doing mm. anything that you enjoy, that you take your full attention, you're immersed in it, you enter what's called a flow state. And when you do that outside of work, you'll be able to do it when you're at work, working on, like you said, a proposal. And we're in a more productive and more creative state when we grow our attention span. Mm. Very good. All right. Now, you were talking about what, what you do when you're in a meeting and how you can reduce the problems with cell phones and working on our laptops. Right. So uh, a technique I've introduced to uh, some clients who really like it, and not everyone's in a position where they can implement this, but even if you just can suggest it in your staff meetings, give it a try. I call it analog meetings. And when you walk into a meeting, everyone puts all their devices into a little pile or into a basket or a box off to the side. And at every seat, there's a pad of paper and a pen, and that's it. That's what people get during the meeting. And as, as a reward for this, 
if we used to have, let's say, a typical hour-long staff meeting once a week, it's half an hour. It's gonna, you're going to cut the length of the time of the meeting in half, and you're going to stop after half the length of time of the normal meeting. And you will be amazed at how much you get done and how refreshing it is to be in a meeting where people aren't saying, oh, wait, what did you just say? Or can you repeat that? Or mm-hmm. asking questions that they, because they weren't listening, because they missed what was just mm-hmm. said. Mm-hmm. You also talk about saying no early and often. That's right. We, we, someone I was interviewing, I interviewed hundreds of people for this book, and, and, and one of the people I interviewed said, well, I guess single-tasking means letting people down. And I said, no, it's the opposite. When we start to say no to people, what, what we're also doing simultaneously is saying yes to what we're doing at that time. So we get confused about what should get our priority. So if I'm meeting with a colleague in my office and somebody else pops in and has a quick question I need to discipline myself to say, no, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll come deal with that later. Because when we say yes to everyone all the time, we end up not giving anyone the attention they deserve. So put away the guilt for saying no and realize that you're going to get a reputation of someone who's really uh, productive and also respectful to other people because you have the ability to say no to, to people when you're engaged in something else. Yeah, very important. All right, here's another one you write about. Ask others to call you out. What do you mean? So this, um, these techniques, are, they're very simple and straightforward, but they're difficult. They're challenging, and all of us can backslide. So, for example, I advocate walking down the street without leaving your smartphone because it's really dangerous. There have been a lot of accidents, and it makes us less present. We can't soak in the environment around us. So when you're practicing techniques like this, sometimes you're going to mess up. You're going to say, no, I have to make an exception. So pick a couple of people in your life. Maybe it's someone in your home. Maybe it's someone in your office and say, look, if you notice that I'm single, that I'm multitasking, say, hey, I, I caught you multitasking, so they'll help you. They'll help pick the right people so that you, that you don't get frustrated with them, but they'll help you be true to your mission to revitalize your life by doing one thing at a time, by single And part of that would be calling you out if you're texting and driving. Yes, and this is a terrible situation. I'm texting and distracted driving has passed uh, driving under the influence as the number really? one cause of fatal car crashes. Yes, I it's didn't terrible. Know that. Yes, it's extremely dangerous, and um, I really subscribe to the saying: "It's better to waste a moment of your life than your life in a moment." So just yeah. put away those phones while you're driving, and and so actually texting while it's walking. Surpassing, so but, so auto accidents by texting have surpassed drunk driving auto accidents. Yes, that's correct. Mm, 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 mm. Boy, I better really listen to that one. It's just not worth it. It's absolutely not worth it. Mm -hmm. It's never worth it. All right, so DeVore, tell us before we we close a little bit about you. How do you single task? You're a busy mother. That's right. So um, I'm a single mom of three teenage boys. (laughs) And I run a business and I speak all over the place. So I'm pretty busy. So I do understand the temptation. However... It's making things manageable and, um, and, and bite-sized, and you'll start to see the rewards. So uh, whenever we have dinner at my house, which is every night we have dinner together, uh, we, there are no devices on the table, and we just talk. That's it. Now, dinner isn't long. It might be 15 or 20 minutes. We don't have to sit there for a long time. But when we're there, we're focused on each other and connecting and being, being interested in stories we're telling. So it's really doable when people great. say it's not. And if you, but, but if you want your kids to put away their devices – you need to do two things yourself. One is to put away your devices, and the other is to be prepared to have a real conversation with them. Mm-hmm. So think about questions you want to ask, topics you want to discuss, because it's a responsibility for the parents, too. Yeah, absolutely. How can people get your book? 
So my new book, Single Tasking, and my other two books are um, both available on all online retailers, including Amazon's an easy place to get it just by clicking on there and typing in my name or the name of my book, Single Tasking. Um, and you can also get them in, in most uh, bookstores. All right. So the book is Single Tasking, Get More Done, One Thing at a Time by Devorah, by Devorah Zach. And the website, Devorah. So you can uh, get the, also learn more about me or the book at singletaskingbook.com or myonlyconnect.com. All right. Thanks so much, Devorah, for being on the program. That's really great. Sure thing. Yeah, thanks. Stand the line for a minute. All right, folks, that wraps up this segment of, of the Patricia Raskin Show. Log on to patriciaraskin.com and sign up to be on my monthly newsletter, and you'll find out about all of the events going on. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin for The Patricia Raskin Show. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff and management.